Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we will play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Delora, we are back, girl. How are you? Ashley, I am here. You know, <laughs> you remember that video of Gina doing her performance? Talking about, I'm still here. I'm still here. That's how I feel, you know, because girl, it's been some time. And Hi, Recap Nation. So happy to talk to y'all again. I know we took a bit of a break. Thanks so much for everyone who listened to our replay Mm -hmm. the other day. I um, Shout out to Andrew. Andrew was phenomenal. Shout out to my friend. That was such a great conversation. It was. Yeah, I enjoyed Andrew. Laura and I were just talking about we need to get on some more people to start talking to us again for our recap. So we'll get on that again in 2022, guys. Don't worry. But yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad to see you. I'm glad to be back on the mic. It's funny because it hasn't been that long, but in the world of like pop culture news, it feels cool. like it's been a while. When I was looking up hot topics and headlines, so like we what's have some still relevant, to right? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, some life, some death, some awards Girl. again, yeah. just like we had last time, pretty much. But yeah, you know, <laughs> we still got some things to talk about, but. I guess we can go ahead and get into it. I made it back safely from California, guys. Loved it. Yay! Wait, wait. Let's talk a little bit about that. Okay, first. Favorite memory? Mm, that's a really good question and a hard one because when I tell y'all I loved every minute of this trip, I mean it. But I think top, if I have to give a top highlight for me, I had my first beachside bonfire, which living in Florida sounds surprising, but because I didn't grow up in this environment, you know, it's just not something I had experienced and to get to do that in California with my girl, Teresa, guys, shout out Teresa, our our very first in conversation guest, my old college freshman roomie is who I went and hung out with while I was out there. So Teresa, thank you so much. You showed me such a great time. But yeah, we went went with some of her Bosch co-workers out to the beach. And the great thing that they have and we don't have is a a lack of bugs at night. Because you go to the beach in Florida at night, you gonna get ate up. And there, it was beautiful. That's real. And we, I did the whole fire pit thing with hot dogs. I mean, it was, it was great. It was a great time. I mean, there's some other great highlights. I got to do the Warner Brothers tour, which I'd encourage everybody to do. It was so Fun. I got to hit the Ellen set, which I wasn't expecting. That sounds so amazing. How was it in person? So as most people say, when you get to actually go on TV sets, they're usually smaller than you would expect. But Ellen actually has plenty of room. Like 
everything mm. is a little bit bigger than you might expect. Like I also went to a Jimmy Kimmel taping, which yes! again was amazing. Rob was Lowe. Guess? Rob oh, Lowe. Beautiful man. Oh, he yes! was more beautiful. He was more beautiful. And also our girlfriend Sia Raisa from Grownish. Yes! She was on there to promote how I met your father. Hmm. Um, so it was a good time. And then there was a musical artist on there, Joy. I'm sorry, Joy, I can't think of your last name right now, who was phenomenal as well. She actually unfortunately had to do her music twice a treat for us maybe not for her but a treat for us yeah it was a I little it's live. no so no it's live <laughs> to tape meaning they're recording it in advance of the night so a little tv magic guys if you're not Ooh. watching it live night of but yeah that was also a highlight of me it was a good time that was my first time going to a show taping so you know i got some i got some of the fun like nature stuff because i also did like running canyon and then i got to do all the yes. stuff that you me and recap nation get into right which is all the glitz and glamour of hollywood mm-hmm. and all that fun stuff so i had a, a phenomenal time and i cannot wait to go back well I am so happy that you had such a great time one and then two you're back safe and sound in one piece so thank god for that and covid free kids as far as I know I'm still covid free in these streets thank you Jesus amazing amazing (sighs) yeah yeah so uh, let's go ahead and get into these headlines and hot topics um unfortunately just as we had last time we talked to Laura, we've had some losses in the entertainment world. Girl. I mean, uh, uh, several, right? So yep. let's talk about Andre Leon Talley first. He Ooh. is former Vogue magazine editor and fashion icon who passed away at the age of 73 on January 18th, possibly due to complications of COVID, Delora. And I know you get so into fashion, you get so into Vogue, all those different type of things. Let's not forget that he was the first Black man to ever be a creative director of Vogue. How did you you feel when you heard this news? Oh, I... I was saddened by the news. I was also shocked. He was only in his early 70s. So, you know, I didn't expect, you know, for him to pass away. I know he dealt with some health issues, but nothing that seemed, you know, dire, unfortunately. So completely shocked. I actually was talking to my mom the other day and I told her, I was like, mom, out of the last five years, there are three documentaries that I am never getting over. And one of the, one of them is his, um, I, the gospel, according to mm-hmm. Andre, you know, and I love that he had the opportunity to celebrate himself, like by making the documentary, by making, you know, writing his books, because I don't think he got enough praise when when he was here if that makes any sense I mean outside of the fashion world you mean correct like he's not a name as big as like Anna Wintour correct correct and fun fact recap nation all of us I'm assuming have watched the devil wears Prada (laughs) absolutely did you know that Stanley Tucci's character was based off of him. Oh, I would a hundred thousand percent have figured that, right? If Meryl and Streep is supposed to be Anna, yes, of course. But what's interesting, and I'm gonna add this to my hidden gems because I'm just remembering this now. Um, it's been a minute. 
podcast, the host had a forum of uh, three queer men of color, and they talked about the legacy of Andre. It was a fascinating conversation. And one of the things that was brought up was that fact. And they thought it was interesting that Hollywood decided not to cast a black queer man for that mm. role when it obviously was him who filled that role. So I thought that was fascinating. Mm. Okay. But I he mean, will be missed. He will be missed. Definitely RIP and uh, another icon. Lost One more too thing, soon. Ashley, I want to add on. I think what's interesting about his legacy that breaks my heart is the fact that he rubbed shoulders with the best of them. Carl was a good friend of his. Um, he hung out with Andy Warhol and Basquiat in, in real time, right? Yeah. Um, but he still managed to die destitute because he was underpaid. And so it just makes me think of that conversation of people who are the first or who break through glass ceilings. They get, get cut. cut. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned that on a previous one. Yeah. I'm reading the article from Yahoo Life and they say over the past five decades as an international icon who's a close confidant of Yves Saint Laurent, Carl Lagerfeld, Diane von Furstenberg, Manolo Blahnik. I mean, so many artists and designers and particularly sometimes it bothers me so much when I don't feel like artists are appreciated during their lifetime as much as they come to be appreciated later. Um, I've said that about so many artists, but you know, again, another one that hopefully he felt like he got his flowers while he was alive and obviously will continue to be revered um, even in death. So rest in peace. Our second unfortunate passing was Louis Anderson, the iconic Emmy winning comedian, actor, and game show host died Friday, January 21st in Las Vegas after after battling cancer. Delora, he was 68. You know, what's interesting about Louis Anderson is he is somebody who I felt like was a part of my childhood because, yes. you know, we had the cartoon yep. um, that sticks so vividly in my mind. And then also as a host of Family Feud. I mean, I really used to enjoy him on Family Feud. Did you? I did. I, yeah, he I was did. always there. His yeah. gap was iconic. Like mm-hmm. it was just something about his features that, to your point, has always been with us, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was one that, again, shocking, only 68 years old. I was not aware of his cancer battle, but, you know, rest in peace to Louis and wishing the best to, you know, his loved ones as well. Um, We had another one who died the same day on Friday, which was Meatloaf. Born Marvin Leah Day, the Grammy winning American singer and actor was 74 and his cause of death has also been cited as COVID. He's best known for Bat Out of Hell. Yeah, Mm. he's best known for Bat Out of Hell, one of the best selling albums of all time. He's also appeared in over 65 movies, including the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, I don't want to go into in depth on the COVID thing because it seems like possibly he went down the um, anti-vax side of it so I don't really want to delve too deep into that just out of respect but yeah I mean definitely again another shocking death I wasn't as familiar with him for his music but I definitely when I heard the name and saw the face you know remembered and was aware of him did you have any additional thoughts about meatloaf I would do anything for love but I won't do that (laughs) that is such an iconic song and it cracks me up because it's like, what is the that? I, I don't even know if I actually know what that is. Do you? I have no idea what's being referenced, but my mind could go wild. So maybe that's I was the gonna point. say anal. No, I'm just- <laughs> 
Whoa. I wish that we would release video because if y'all could have seen my eyes bulge, Dolores with these moments that I'm just so not ready for. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Okay. Our Did final. Keep it in. Why not? <laughs> Keep humor alive. Make people laugh. Keep the shock and awe of it all. We need it, especially in this section. This is a heavier section. So why not? RIP to Meatloaf. And then our final, most probably shocking, Ian Alexander Jr., the only child of actress Regina King, unfortunately died by suicide over the weekend. He had just celebrated his 26th birthday, Delora. We haven't really gotten too much from Regina, understandably. I'm sure she's inconsolable at this time. Um, I saw an interview that Vivica did in tears, just kind of talking about it, talking about the fact she had a chance to go over and that Regina has seen, you know, support and love and all that. And she appreciates it. But I read some notes and interviews while I was prepping for this, where she just said, regardless of her accomplishments, her career, her son was her greatest accomplishment and brought her the most joy. She always said that. She yeah. always said that. And that you don't fully understand unconditional love until you have a child. I mean, I can only imagine they said that the greatest grief and loss that most people will ever experience is the loss of a child. So, um, you know, thoughts and prayers definitely re with Regina. But Delora, did you have anything additionally for this? Tragic, tragic. It's I, I hate things like this. It just breaks my heart. And I don't I'm not even going to pretend to know how she's doing. I'm just, I, I prayers and love to the King family mm -hmm. because I don't know how you can get, I, I don't even know what to say. I don't know what to say, but what I will say is this to your point. It reminds me of that Marvel conversation of, you know, kids who lose their parents are orphaned you know, spouses who lo lose their loved one, you know, they're, they're widows or widowers, but there's no title for a parent who loses a child. Mm. And I have nothing but love and prayers, good vibes heading her way because it's just devastating. Absolutely. On a lighter note, I feel like almost this is us like life and death. So we got to move on to some life. And that is Priyanka and Nick. Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas, who tied the knot in late 2018, welcomed a baby girl via surrogate on January 15th. Delora, this was a long time coming, girl. I feel like anytime either one of them ever does an interview, they get asked about when y'all going to have some babies. Because as we know, not only does the eldest have two kids, but then you have Joe, who had yeah. a kid with his wife um, in 2020. So you know, mm -hmm. it was bound to be a question, but were you excited by some, this news? I think it's some societal pressure too, because he did marry a quote unquote older woman. Right. So it's like, well, you, you know, know, everybody seems to always feel like they have a right to discuss what's going on with the woman's uterus, no Girl. matter what, who that woman is. That's so. very true. Very true. I was shocked, completely shocked. And of course, happy for them. So the reason why I was shocked all the hoopla that went on several months earlier with speculations of whether or not they're going to stay together because she dropped the Jonas on her social media handles. Right. And then, you know, they don't spend a lot of time with each other. 
she has a very, very busy career and he does too. And so the idea of them breaking up for most people seems, you know, seemed more imminent than actually welcoming a child. But, you know, bringing life into this world or ushering a life in this life is a true blessing. And I'm super happy for them. And I'm sure all the little girls who are now grown as women with kids themselves are going to be drooling over Nick being a father. So (laughs) I'm a little bit too old for the Jonas brothers, you know, fever, but yeah, I never had it. I never had it. It's strong out here in these streets. It's strong. (laughs) I always have an appreciate, like, I think they're, they seem funny and fun together and all that. But yeah, we were, I think we were just slightly past the boy band era. By the time the Joe the Joe Bros made their Came big around. splash, so but yeah, no, I'm super happy. I was reading on a People magazine article um, that I was looking at for my source because you know we like to cite our sources that uh, they have been renovating their home, for, you know, preparing for this. So I don't think it was probably a shock to you know obviously their inner circle, but to your point, they did have breakup rumors, but. Once we get to a breakup in our hot topics that just rocked me, I just feel like I can't make any guesses anymore about who's going to stay together yeah. or not. You just never know. We never but know what's really right good. right for them? Check, checkmate. Their relationship is fairly quiet, and they've been able to bring a whole entire human to the world. Like, yeah. Do your thing. Just don't ever do a reality show, please. Please don't ever do that. <laughs> All right. Our final quick headline, or actually, no, it's not. Hold on. I think I have two more. I have two more. All right. Moving on to our next quick headline, Cardi B lawsuit. When, Delora, she won a lawsuit on Monday against YouTuber Tasha K for defamation, invasion of privacy, and intentional infliction of emotional distress. She was awarded a seven-figure sum in damages. Cardi was targeted by Tasha K. Her real name is Latasha Kibi, who goes by Tasha K in a malicious campaign to damage and destroy her reputation among her fans, according to a 2019 lawsuit filed in the U.S. District Court, Northern District of Georgia. The jury awarded Cardi $1.5 million in punitive damages, $1 million for general damages such as pain and suffering or reputational injury, and $1,338,753.47. It's all specific in litigation expenses. She was also awarded $250,000 in medical expenses. Both parties agreed to reduce to $25,000. I'm citing this from CNN. So CNN got in depth. Delora, did you follow this case at all? Were you aware of this pending litigation? Honestly, no. The first time I heard about it is when Cardi B showed up and gave her testimony and mentioned that she felt suicidal based off of the defamation that Tasha alleged of her. I don't know who Tasha is, though. I mean, I I know who she is in theory. How about that? But... (laughs) Is she big enough to be getting sued for millions of dollars? I'm guessing so. this question. I guess so. And my other question is this, Ashley. I know you're the one that's supposed to be giving questions, but is Cardi is Cardi punching down or is she making Tasha an example? That now that's a great question. I wasn't familiar with Tasha either. And honestly, before today, when I saw a video she posted after this lawsuit, um, 
on the shade room. That was really my first time ever even hearing her speak ever. I feel like seeing her face. So I wouldn't say it's necessarily punching down because there's a possibility that however long this has been going on, if it was since 2019, you know, it was at a time where, you know, Cardi, I mean, she was, Cardi still been pretty successful for the last few years, but you know, maybe at the time it started, Cardi still felt like she was building her image and her brand. So Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say so, but at the same time, I mean, if she felt like this woman was doing something that was truly harming her reputation, because let's not forget, Cardi started from social and from reality TV and from all these things. She knows the power of those mediums. And so you can't discount if somebody starts getting popularity off of, you know, talking shit about you, frankly, and putting out supposedly, uh, allegedly misinformation that that could do damage. So, you know, if if you felt, obviously the, the jury felt, you know, Cardi was in the right and Tasha was in the wrong. So, but I do think that there's, it's always interesting. Like even I'll give the example of the two podcasters who have been out here in these streets lately for their comments about black women. Uh. I do feel like it's interesting though, that even though people are wrong, you help them to catapult into a larger audience just by them being in the conversation with these bigger names, Mm. right? Like the fact that even if y'all are wrong, y'all may make a little bit of extra money. I don't know if that's going to work out in Tasha's case, but that's always something that I think about. It's like, am I helping put you on by even going down this road? Mm. Yeah. So two last things about this whole situation. God don't like ugly. So what I do know about Tasha is sometimes she be coming out of the woodworks with some serious information, AKA T. I think she's the one that broke the news of that one relationship (laughs) um that relationship expert cheating on his wife who ended up being on social media in her bonnet (laughs) whatever the face yeah and the other part about this that i would love to see it is cardi talking to megan markle she's put that on twitter the other day she's like i need to talk to megan markle and i'm like yes Yes, I love. I love to see this conversation. Cardi B said that she did because this is what Meghan Markle has gone through on a larger level mm-hmm. with the entire British press. So, yeah, interesting. Well, again, it seems like uh, she's still trying to, you know, say her piece. But again, the jury has spoken. And it is what it is. All right. Our last and final, we're still kind of dealing with criminal, not criminal law, but just with law in general, because Mm -hmm. we have to speak back to, we talked about the J.B. Lynn interview in our last Hot Topics and Headlines show. And I guess Brittany watched that interview as well, girl, because her lawyer, Matthew Rosengart, sent a legal cease and desist to Jamie Lynn last Tuesday regarding her new memoir, Things I Should Have Said. In the letter, he calls the book ill-timed and that it makes misleading or outrageous claims about Britney. Although Jamie Lynn has recently said the book is not about her sister, Britney's lawyer wrote, she takes you at your word and we therefore demand that you cease and desist from referencing Britney derogatorily during your promotional campaign. If you fail to do so or defame her, Brittany will be forced to consider and take all appropriate legal action. Referencing yet again from CNN. Delora, do you think irreparable harm has been done to this sibling relationship? 
Oh, that's a great question. I think it's nasty. I think it's nasty. I think, I don't know if Brittany's ever going to let up though. I mean, to be in prison for 10 years and, and being forced to make money and have your family live off of you, that's a level of trauma. I, I thank God I will not know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if I am so mentally incapacitated, uh, how am I making millions of dollars in this Vegas residency houseway? How? <laughs> um, is it? I don't know. But what I will say is this. Jamie Lynn was on a podcast. People get caught up on podcasts, Ashley. <laughs> it's long and she, form and we just let y'all go. <laughs> and she was talking about Britney and freaking Justin Timberlake's breakup. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was probably the final straw because it's like, now you're talking about things you have no idea what you're talking about. Remember, Jamie Lynn is 10 years younger than Britney. Mm-hmm. So she was literally a kid when she, when Brittany and Justin were walking around in denim and denim. So (laughs) I think, I think it's bad. I think it's bad, but I do have, I have warmed slightly to Jamie Lynn compared to our last conversation about her in the sense of she is 10 years younger. If Brittany was manipulated by, you know, their father, as well as their mother, who, she didn't have any hope. <laughs> yeah, any that's hope. what I'm saying. That's what I didn't so, want to discount. Like I mentioned yeah. in our last conversation is that she also went through things and she also is her own person and had her own experiences. Unfortunately, in the public eye, you know, obviously people are more concerned with Brittany and, you know, she has the fan base behind her. But it just it's made me sad when I saw this, even the the. Instagram post Britney did talking about she should have smacked both Jamie Lynn and her mother in their faces. I was like, yeah, this interview that she eventually does is going to be insane. My question to you, Ashley, is she going to have an interview or is she going to write the book first? I think she's going to do an interview. I really, really? do. I really do. I think she's going to end up doing an interview. I, mm. I really do. And I think it's probably going to be with Oprah because I just don't be. know where else you go. I mean, that. honestly, you you either have Oprah, um, Gail, Robin Roberts, and Diane Sawyer. Those are like, and she's not going to do Diane because she messed that bag up. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't think Barbara Walters will come out of retirement. <laughs> I think Barbara's on somebody's on her couch. I was about to say somebody's couch on her couch, living her best (laughs) life. I think she's chilling, but no, I definitely think it's probably going to be an Oprah interview because I think Oprah not only is the best person to talk to, but I think she's going to take care of Brittany in a way that nobody else besides probably a Gail um, would. So yeah, I mean, I'm, it's going to be, it's going to be vicious. And I, I am, I don't know if it's irreparable, maybe down the line, but it's not looking good. So Let's move on to our hot topics. Finally getting to this breakup that I alluded to earlier that you mentioned at the very end of our last recap, which is Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet. Delora, 17 years together, two children and five years of marriage. This was a shocking breakup. Headlines have since reported that it seems like they've grown apart Um, You know, they're looking to pursue separate interests, you know, all those things, kind of nobody's at fault type of, you know, vibe. We're going to keep it 
cordial for the kids quotes. So was this as shocking to you as it was to the general public? Was this one that you had on your never breakup list? And what do you think about this idea now of couple goals and all of that? Has that is that dead in 2022? Oh, great questions, Ashley. I was shocked. You could tell in my voice when we found out, we found out in real time about the breakup. I was not expecting it. In terms of couple goals, I think Will and Jada kill couple goals. So it when, died with entanglements in 2021. It sure, did. <laughs> it sure did. I thought that was 2020. Was it 2020? Was it 2020? It was 2020. Ooh, yeah. That just shows you how the years have gone. All right. In 2020. Yeah. And so, you know, after that, it's kind of like, yeah, you're, you, you got to create your own life, literally, right? I think, I think we are so conditioned to live the quote unquote American dream or just the dreams of people who've come before you without actually thinking for yourself. <laughs> like, do I want? 2.5 children and a white picket fence like the 2.5 children has the 0.5 always represented a pet because I've always thought that just sounds so gross like why um, do people say that in my mind it was always a dog so, okay yeah. okay <laughs> <laughs> it's always like are we cutting one of the kids in half or is this 0.5 but it was heartbreaking because she was his dream girl yeah she was on a poster on his wall and he got her and he adored her. And, and I mean, obviously we never saw any of the negative aspect of their relationship, but I think it's worth mentioning that the power dynamics could have changed their relationship when they got together. She was it. And he was, you know, the high guy from the dragon show, you know, but watch. now mm. and be watched. I remember that very well too. Um, but now he's Jason freaking Mamala. Yeah. And Aquaman. Who, who knows what, you know, that might do to a person to gain a level of, you know, power and respect and what have you. They could have easily naturally grew apart. And, and like I mentioned, the power dynamics, I'm, I'm thinking about the lesser Chris and his Chris Pratt and Ferris. I knew yep. that's oh, I could have oh, I could have just re- reached right into your head. <laughs> I knew that's who you were talking about. <laughs> she was the movie star starring in all the screen movies. He was the chubby, lovable guy from that TV show over there. Parks and Rec. And now he's in Marvel movies and Jurassic Park movies and all that. And you know, Anna has spoken to this, but you know, this is what comes to mind if I had to say something and I'm going to say allegedly. Okay, Cardi B. Uh, What about you? (laughs) I think you said it well. The only thing I want to add in addition is one, I think Jason is probably a much nicer guy than Chris. Sorry, I don't know either of you, but that's just the perception that I get. Um, So I don't even want to put that on Jason's (laughs) spirit. Um, But I will say, just like I said, kind of with the Megan Good, Devon Franklin situation, you know, I just don't always want to look at these things as losses. Like, yes, they did not spend their entire 
rest of their lives together. But 17 years is a hell of a good run. You know what I mean? And um, he did get the woman of his dreams and they did have two beautiful children. And I love even more so than just them as a couple. I love the whole extended family. You know, we got Lenny over here who's besties with everybody. You got my girl Zoe, my girl Zoe. Yes. Kravitz, who, you know, is just a product of kind of that whole family dynamic. Like, I just love the family as a whole. So I hope that no matter what, they are able to keep themselves intact. The same way she has a great relationship with Lenny. I'm sure yeah. she'll keep a great relationship with Jason. So, I just, you know. I just need to know the sauce. I mean, her track, <laughs> her track record is impeccable, Ashley. Well, you know, I think she has some good juju. I think she has a good head on her shoulders and spirit about her because she's even talked about she has some inklings and some bad vibes from Bill way before yeah. anybody else did. So I just think she must have probably a pretty good spiritual radar. I have a messy question for you, Ashley. Oh, would she go back to Lenny? That is an excellent question. I'm not sure. I mean, I, I've never picked up and I wouldn't want to while she was married to Jason, pick up on any vibes between them. No, not at all. But yeah. you know, you never know. Rekindled love sometimes is a beautiful thing. We've seen it many a time on a rom-com. So yes. maybe so. You never know. But my my thought is she's probably going to move on with another deliciously beautiful man um, and that she's going to move on and live her best life and that Jason will as well. But again, yeah, keep the family intact the way they've been able to all these years, because I love mm-hmm. the way that they it seems like they love each other. So that's all we got for that one, guys. Our final hot topic before we get out of here today, the NAACP image award nominations Delora our boy Anthony Anderson of course is back to host yes he does such a great job he does the awards will actually air on Saturday February 26th at 8 p.m but it is going to be a great great award show as always because we have 80 competitive categories from film television and streaming music literature and as me and Delora were talking about before we hopped on the mic the new edition of podcasting this year guys the association has included four new awards that will honor the best in podcasting for news and information lifestyle self-help as well as society and culture and arts and entertainment so y'all know we will be trying to get our hat in that ring for arts and entertainment for sure but delora let's get back to some of these okay (laughs) let's get back to some of these nominees themselves netflix leads across motion picture and television and streaming categories insecure received the most nominations in television and streaming categories her received the most absolutely because you know what Insecure, I hope y'all win many 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 of these yeah her received the most nominations in music RCA Records received the most nominations across record labels. Amistad leads nominations across literary categories. Um, Let's get to some of the biggest uh, awards, which based on the list I'm looking at on Forbes, let's start with Entertainer of the Year, Delora. We have Jennifer Hudson, Little Nas X, Meg Thee Stallion, Regina King, and Tiffany Haddish. Any predictions on Entertainer of the Year? Little Nas X, mm. um, he had a huge, huge year. And don't get me wrong, 
Jennifer played freaking Aretha Franklin. She was handpicked. But I got to watch that on the plane, by the way. So I have seen that film now. I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Okay. I need to. I'm behind. Um, And yeah, that that's my take him or Meg the Stallion. I think the people in the music categories may may get it because I think they've done a lot in this past year. Yeah, I was leaning Megan, but now that you say that, it, I, I would probably give it to Lil Nas X as well. Um, for motion picture, we have outstanding motion picture, Judas and the Black Messiah. First of all, really quick, you remember this time last year, their nominee list was trash. I mean, love me some Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, but you remember Bad Boys got nominated up against yeah. One Night in Miami? But like, they didn't what? just get nominated, didn't they win? that category and it was like that's absurd okay anyway uh back to this list real quick we have judas and the black messiah king richard respect the harder they fall and the united states versus billy holiday any predictions for outstanding motion picture king richard hands down Mm, that's interesting i'm gonna disagree i feel Mm. like for this particular category it's gonna go to the harder they fall i just have a feeling really i do i just have a feeling we'll see what happens you know mr sean carter being an executive producer so many i mean it's the full just the full black cast excellence it's multiple factors it just has me leaning the harder they fall but again the united states versus billy holiday i mean they're all phenomenal films right that film seems so long ago though so does judas and the black messiah but you know obviously as we talked about award shows there's things that are a little older who missed that cutoff so yep here we are okay outstanding actor in a motion picture denzel for the tragedy of Macbeth, which i need to watch it's on apple tv plus delora i'm gonna give you that login girl because we gotta watch this film because you already know i ain't got it yep <laughs> we have jonathan majors for the harder they fall oh, i'm glad he's getting some love yes we have lakeith check for out judas. that recap <laughs> We have Lakeith for Judas and the Black Messiah. We have Mahershala for Swan Song, which is also on Apple TV Plus, and I need to watch. And did you know this was his first leading role in a film? Uh, it that makes sense because again, Moonlight was best supporting, so right, that makes right. sense. And then we have Will Smith for King Richard. Who of those phenomenal actors do you think is going to win Outstanding Actor in a Motion Picture? Will Smith, King Richard. Check wow. out that recap. Oh, you giving it to him heavy. Uh, I think for outstanding actor in a motion picture, it probably, I agree with you, it probably will be Will. But if anybody wanted this category, it to me probably is well, well deserved. Again, I haven't got a chance to see Mahershala and Swan Song or Denzel and yeah. Tragedy of Macbeth, but they're phenomenal actors, right? Like, I can't wait will to see Mahershala get played. It. I think he's going to get the Oscar I mean, this I year. See, I, I can see it, but Mahershala is Blade. Like, I'm, I can't wait. Shut it down. Did you Mahershala. watch? Did you watch the uh, Eternals? Sure did. I just thought that this week came. Spoiler alert! When his voice came at the end, I had goosebumps. I was like, <gasps> the fact that the final end credit scene was the most exciting thing that happened to that whole film is In not that a good thing. Whole freaking. <laughs> movie what were we doing that's, I, we gotta talk about that in just a mini microdose just because it is not one of the better marvel films that has come out no, recently and no. they have come out with phenomenal films great cast though i did think yes. the acting of the cast was top notch it was beautiful yeah, it beautiful. was it was plot it was a lot of things it, you know we probably needed more of an origin story on at least one or two of them for us to Girl. be more invested in this full group story you know what i mean but yeah, it was exciting. I and it was hilarious to I have my, 
to have both Rob Stark and uh, Jon Snow, and then to have one of the characters named Cersei. Named Cersei. I'm I, like, I, what it is was this? A mind f, Ashley. <laughs> it was a mind f. I'm not gonna lie. But I actually told my mom, I was like, I didn't even like um, the 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 lore of this world like it didn't even and you know me I we love going into new worlds and and learning about I couldn't even get into the lore of things well God being a robotic figure was odd (gasps) you know yeah a spoiler alert Delora already said it but I'm sure many people have already watched the Eternals and those who haven't probably won't because of the negativity but it is on Disney now for streaming for you guys to watch if you so choose but no there's many reasons so yeah we should do a micro dose on the Eternals that'd be fun all right and the last one I'm going to talk about and then we'll move on guys you can kind of look at the full list yourselves outstanding actress in a motion picture we have Andra Day for the United States versus Billie Holiday as we know she won the Golden Globe last year for that role we have Halle Berry and Bruised we have Jennifer Hudson for Respect Tessa Thompson in Passing, which was one of my hidden gems. Passing was really, really good if you guys haven't mm-hmm. watched it. And then we have Zendaya for Malcolm and Marie. <laughs> Who do you give it to? I'm laughing because y'all know, y'all, I, don't, I think hopefully most of y'all heard me. Malcolm and Marie is not a film that I remotely enjoyed. So I love That's- Zendaya though. Love me some Z. That seasonless macaroni and cheese said everything I needed to know. Um, but we love Zendaya, period. Love, okay. Love. Uh, so this one's a tough one. I am going purely off of speculation because I have not seen everyone's uh, performance, but I'm going with Halle Berry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I'm giving this to Jennifer for Yay! respect because, yeah. you know, people love a biopic and we love to see our legends explored. You know, obviously we also had Cynthia Arrivo who did this um, and Genius Aretha, which yes, also was TV. phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, aired on, I believe, National Geographic. But I think it's going to be Jennifer. I would love to see Hallie win, though, especially at this point in her career. But I needed her to get more love for Bruce, though. I heard good things about it. And this being her dic- uh, directorial... Directorial debut. I mean, it's still yeah. did great on Netflix um, did, in terms yeah. of numbers. So I mean, she has a whole deal with a, Netflix. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, it's something. Yeah. So she's out here, but yeah, I'm gonna give it to Jennifer. So guys, that's it. We're gonna, we're gonna top that off because we could go on and on. There's again, 80 categories and we will not do that to you guys today. So that is it for our hot topics and for our headlines for this week. Delora, yes. what are we recapping for the people on Tuesday? All right, Ashley, can you believe we're already in February? Like WTF with time, right? Mm-hmm. But it's Black History Month. We Our go. time has come. Here we and go. We're gonna go for the lighter, the lighter fare of things. Okay, we're recapping 2012's "Think Like a Man," a fun ensemble movie based off of a book from a black man, Steve Harvey. <laughs> so it's just it's, it's blackness through and through. And it's available on Netflix. So if you have not seen it, you're welcome. (laughs) All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye.